Good evening. Anytime I see two eggs beside each other in a picture, I always think a bum. I always think bum cheeks. Is that, do you guys not think oh, that? Oh, God. You can't I take always it do. <laughs> it does. It just looks like a bum to me. But, uh, yeah. So we're not talking about bums. We're talking about B12. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, we are raw pet medics. Do you love a hard pair as well? Yeah. Is, are you are you one of those? Sure. I can't go past that without talking about the hard pair. Uh, I was in a, a what's the hard pair? Like, like a conference. That's a conference pair, by the way, not anything. Else. Why? What's a hard pair? I don't. I don't actually really get that. Just a hard a hard pair of butt cheeks. It was uh, there's a famous movie, The Commitments. Tell me, you guys have seen The Commitments? Yeah, yeah we, I movie. loved it. I saw it twice. Yeah. Yeah. And he got and he's describing your man. Remember the girls were talking about the little lad that brought over the drinks, and he said he's got like put like two eggs in a hanky. So ever since then, I guess that's part of the Irish in me. I just see two eggs on a go. Yeah, that's the commitments. Um, guys, we're raw pet medics. Sorry for the delay, a bit of be live issue, and uh, but hopefully you found us thanks to the magicianry of um of uh, Nick actually and Bren. So thanks lads for sorting that oh, out. Really? Just, Brendan, uh, it was all Brendan. I haven't got a clue. Not a clue. I haven't a clue yeah. when things go wrong. <laughs> well, thank you. It's great to see the people joining us through YouTube. Yeah. You know, do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah. If you've jumped on there for the first Please time. Please subscribe. Um, it's a big difference. It be, yeah, it does. It would be brilliant. Yeah, hit subscribe and uh, watch along uh, this evening. And you can look back at some of our other videos that should be on there. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, another resource, another way in to find us. Yeah. If you're not already listening to us on your favourite podcast show, uh, whether that be through um, Audible, whether it be through um, the BBC. No, we're not on the BBC. We're on Spotify and Amazon. Yeah. Um, and, oh, multiple others. Can you roll them off? Ma you Maddie, know no, you, no, I get, I get confused. Maddie Lambert's on the RFVS info page. This is on that as yeah, well. Yeah, because I cheated and I chucked it on that Ooh. just in case. Oh, <laughs> nice having the power. I put us on everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I like, uh, do you know what? I've got admins' rights to about four or five different pages. Lovely. And for some reason, Raw Pet Medics is the one that's been withdrawn. I thought somebody's done something weird uh -oh. that they're not happy with what we've been talking about. And so I've just stuck them on everything else. <laughs> Anything else happened in your lives, guys, in the last, uh, last week? Well, I did want to say it was my birthday on Saturday. I was 21, guys. Very good. And and today, oh, is that is that is that backwards? Backwards and is that, upside yeah, down. Sally, backwards. Sally Tobin will so. kill me. Here you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Okay, beautiful Isabella Tree, Charlie Burrell. Yeah, I'll tell you what, what I'm going to do, just so that that shows. One sec. Keep it up, Nick. Keep it up. You're going to be. Look at that. I'm not on commission, but I should be. Isn't that beautiful? Look at it. It's a yeah. bright. It's it's a tome. Oh, yeah, I like a tome. It's a tome. Yeah, nice. And so, so tell me, I, I want to know, I, I, this is a burning question for me, Nick. Yeah. In that book, The Wilding, okay, no, it's, is it truly yeah. about rewilding? Yeah. And if it is, does it talk about not just letting land go fallow, but actually the importance of truly allowing animals to, to graze through that area? I've only read the intro and ruminants come in within the first few paragraphs. Yeah, 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 ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It's you can't just you can't just walk away from from land and expect it. It will take a thousand years to create whatever the you know, centimeter of soil. But if you get cattle on there in Australia, they're turning around soil. They're starting to build soil within three years of starting regenerative practices. So wow, yeah. it's it's uh, yeah, three years. Um, Wow. 
They're going to kill me for that, but you just need to read that. Call the real book, Charles Massey. Yeah, it's the... He's done it again. One sec. Second book. Sorry. Come on, guys. I, I hope you keep taking the notes. It's Christmas. So, if, <laughs> this, Christmas is coming. <laughs> this is the Bible of Regen. It's set in Australia. But and you know what? If they can do it when they don't get rain all year round, then we sure as hell can do it in the UK and in Europe and in large parts of America, you know, and even in the dry bits of America. They're doing amazing things in Nebraska where they don't get, you know, um, Gabe Brown, he's up in Nebraska and he's turned his place around incredibly and he's now making great money off, you know, what was really poor soil, which was overused with fertilizers and pesticides and what have you. But there we go. You know what I, I think like about you know what I think about yeah. Regen. It is, it's, it's the fu- it's the future. Thank you, Siobhan. It's, uh, it's, it's old news, but like, did you see the, the, in Yellowstone where they had the passing the room and spice and whoever else goes through um, Yellowstone and it wasn't really working for them as well until they introduced the wolves again. So they got wolves. Do you see the pictures of the before and after of that valley where they said, and we then released the wolves and in three or four years, the valleys had come back because the wolves would predate in the most likely places and that's say the valley and the stream was saved and all this plant life came back and now the animals and I thought so it's not just the ruminants but the animals that follow them in that's more of a problem letting those guys through because people have a much bigger problem with predators don't they I think that's brilliant what they what they actually said was when we reintroduced the wolves we redirected the course of the river yeah because they changed the beavers and the you know the, the, the wildlife and you know uh on the bowls the water bowls the water bowls and the banks yeah they changed the yeah. banks you know when all the, these big ruminants came down to, to graze and so they changed the water course and they slowed it down and improved the wildlife and it was a it was an absolute game changer and the water yeah. quality because the ruminants if the predators aren't there the ruminants will stay by the river eating all the lush grass but instead the predators hang out by the river because the ruminants need water so yeah. they'll always pick off one or two, but then the ruminants go away and leave the grass, which roots and holds the riverbank and cleans the water, and then boom. So what a turnout. So the problem is, because I was talk, hearing, I mean, we haven't even started talking about our show tonight, but this is interesting. I heard that uh, the UK has a huge amount of highlands, okay? So I'm not sure what the definition of that is, but it's over a certain level, and not a whole lot grows there, a lot of scrub. But a heap of different ruminants can eat scrub. I mean, Perfectly. even... Even from shrub, but when you look at the the diet of zebra and wildebeest, it sticks and twigs. They eat dirt, really poor quality forage. And so why can't they be passed over the highlands and just allowed to go free? And um, we don't have the wolves so easy because you can't really have wolves walking around. You know, Hyde Park <laughs> as much as we want. Well, that's why they wanted to reintroduce the lynx up in Scotland, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, not the golf course. That's lynx, the cat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think some people got that mixed up when they picked the yes box. Yeah, um, love golf. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> golf. But then suddenly realised, yeah, having a big wild cat running around might not be so yeah. advantageous but to you know what? little lambs. Even if you do have wolves, the, the the incidence of wolves attacking people, which is what everybody's scared, you know, big bad wolf and all that stuff, it's very rare throughout history. You look at the last five hundred years, the the incidence. Okay, they might take farm. They they might take uh, ruminants on in a, in a farm setting, but they will also they'll take out the weak ones. But they'll take off any other predator that might come along. And there's many instances where you've got farmers in 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 Australia, in North America, where they reach a happy medium. 
yeah, it's, it, it's a bit stressful to start with, and they're taking off animals. But in the end, it's like, okay, they take one or two, but it's a lot less than they would if we didn't have the wolves around in the first yeah, place because they scare off all the other bad guys. Yeah. So yeah. I think that there's a lot to be said for that. So, yeah. guys, are we going to talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, somebody wanted to know why we're all in green tonight okay we obviously wanted to go eco supporting supporting <laughs> ireland in the world cup is that not what it is ah, Come on, also, the wrong green very little point supporting england let's face it <laughs> uh, who cares about the football or the rugby we'll be. or whatever it was <laughs> i don't care. Chance. i don't care. Do care it's the it's the opiate of the masses boys it yeah. is yeah. yeah but if you like it if you like it then enjoy yeah. why not we don't coordinate this just happens we're so yeah. in sync we're so yeah. in sync yeah it's a fact <laughs> listen we're here to talk about b12 we are on uh, before we do we are on patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics uh if you can great uh the price of a cup of tea is all we ask each month mm-hmm. and we are here each week regardless whether you can or you can't no problem but we do appreciate everyone on there and uh, so thanks very much. We do appreciate it. We do see you. And uh, we're going to keep on trying to give you content there as we, as we go along. So, guys, B12, who wants to start off? Nick, did you I say want you want to, to start? I want to start. I want to and, and And just before you start, yeah. Nick, I just yeah. say to the guys, the majority of tonight's B12 program will be on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be the case. so long talking yeah. about ecology yeah. and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> go for it, Nick. So, okay, so... Uh, vitamin B12 is one of the B vitamins. There are eight B vitamins, and here's a secret. Nobody will have ever told you this. B12 is the flirtiest. Not only is it the biggest, it is the flirtiest of all the vitamins in the B family. And here's the reason why. Because it flirts with four other molecules going from your mouth or your dog's mouth into the cell's in your dog, the liver, for example. And I'm going to tell you about those four flirtations. Okay, here we go. Nick. Uh, Nick, while you do that, yeah. I'm going to put you on the main screen because me and Connor are going to just chuckle in the background and go and get a crack. Of <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he's on the large screen drinking his wine. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Okay, are we good to go? I'm, I'm looking at, I've got a nice little diagram in front of me, which I've put on Patreon. Yeah, for all our Patreon yeah. people. Thank you. This diagram is there. I looked through about 20 diagrams and they were all, they all didn't put in the salivary R protein and they only started you have to do that. Or they um, made it too damn complex. And so this is a, or they made it too simple. Yeah. So this is a compromise between too simple, too complex. I think this is about right. And I'm going to just take you through this story because once you've heard the story, you can then look at the diagram and go, aha, now I understand what he's talking about. Okay, so Flirty Flirty has five dalliances between the mouth and the cell within the body. And here we go. This is what happens. So uh, cobalamin uh, is bound to protein. Yeah, it's normally found in, in, in milk and eggs and meat, okay, and liver. And that then is bound in the saliva to salivary R protein. Okay, they've got to call it something. That's a terrible name, but that's what they call it. Binds there. That then goes down the esophagus into the stomach where pepsin, which is a a gastric pepsin, which is a protein enzyme, breaks down protein, and hydrochloric acid is secreted from the stomach 
wall that's important with some of the stuff we're going to talk about in a minute so the cobalamin and the protein are then uh separated okay so the first partner is separated okay and what happens then is it goes through the stomach and this little fella called intrinsic factor comes along it's produced by the stomach and they both enter into the stomach um the cobalamin is joined to its second partner in the stomach which is which is the protein from the parietal cells it's an r protein so first you have the salivary r protein then you have the gastric r protein and so it goes into the duodenum where it is acted on by the uh protease from the pancreas and the pancreas removes that second partner and it allows intrinsic factor which comes from the stomach remember the stomach really important to have a healthy stomach to make this whole thing work and the cobalamin in the gut as it travels down from the early gut with the pancreas and the protease mixes with intrinsic factor and the intrinsic factor they have a lovely walk down through the small intestine until they get to the distal the the, the, the far end of the small intestine just before it enters the um the colon and the only way that cobalamin this super important cobalt dependent molecule whacking great molecule can get through that area at the far end of the stomach is with intrinsic factor okay it's 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 the it's the third partner which allows it to come through from the gut into the blood and then in the blood it mixes with its final partner called transcobalamin now there are three different types of that so you could say well it's a re right old tar and it and it flirts with three types of transcobalamin but we'll just call it transcobalamin so transcobalamin is the fourth partner and it takes it from the blood into the cell and it is stored beautifully in the liver and there's all sorts of circulations and what have you but essentially that's it four partners from mouth to cell there you go have a look at the diagram and you'll find it really quite interesting the two key things are you've got to have the healthy stomach therefore to uh absorb um cobalamin and you've got to have a healthy pancreas and i get really excited about pancreases these days so there you go that's my story gentlemen they're the two key bits isn't it so when you start talking about how important it is to have a healthy stomach uh when your dog doesn't have a healthy stomach or uh, upper intestinal tract and um, you can suffer so that is interesting so that's starting to tell me why vets are always checking for b12 you know when you've got a dog with a chronic gut condition it's one of the first things they check for you often hear dogs getting b12 injections when they're suffering these good issues what exactly is going on there with these good issues i thought it was always a test for a SIBO, a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth because i heard those guys, the simplest understanding, somebody said those guys like to eat B12. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense to me. And then I was thinking, that's probably not it. It's the fact that the inflammation they cause in the intestinal tract is just blowing out the dog's ability to absorb it. Is that what's going on? Or uh, oh, so, a lot, uh, lot of yeah, that question. So when you've got um, the usual look at um, blood tests for malabsorption, maldigestion, um, bacterial overgrowth is a B12 TLI folate. Okay, so the, the TLI is about 
maldigestion, so not enough trypsin-like uh, immunoreactivity, so not enough enzyme being produced uh, by the pancreas and, okay. and, and therefore digestion. The um, folate is about bacterial overgrowth, so loads of folate would generally mean you've got loads of bacteria producing loads of folate in the gut. And a lack of B12, so it also would help with B12 production, but a lack of B12 is because the cobalamin, the B12, is absorbed mainly in the small intestine at the level of the ileum, okay, so the end part. And therefore, if you've got inflammation interfering with the absorption, that will drop. Okay. 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 Just messing so with it's not messing. because bacteria are eating it, yeah. it's because it's not being absorbed into the bloodstream because it's a blood test. Yeah, and so it's messing well. with the machinery that's involved in, in, in bringing those things yeah. across. Okay, why did they pick B12? Guys, just going to jump in there for a second. Uh, Fiona said that's not the diagram on Patreon. The, the diagram that I've just described is the one that I've got on Patreon, which is oh, yeah. a simple okay. but not too simple one. So sorry, that's, just B, that's just B12 there. That's just B12, yeah, yeah which is yeah. Too, yeah. too complicated for me to even begin to look at. But the yeah. one on, on thing is the digestion, yeah, from yeah. mouth to, yeah. to cells, the full part yeah. thing. Yeah, sorry. So, sorry. Um, so it goes to the liver, lads. Did you know how long, how much B12 do you have at your liver in any one go? How long can you go without eating B12? Uh, well, about five years. You've got about five milligrams. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all i have that's my only fact my only fact so Five the years. likelihood of you being deficient is tiny so that's interesting <laughs> so then really when you are seeing a b12 deficiency you're seeing some sort of disease something's going on the chances unless you're i mean okay if you're not eating b12 which we haven't told everybody it's all meat sources dairy sources all the meat it's a b12 is a, is a, is a meat dairy kind of thing uh, so if you're not eating that, let's say you're vegan or vegetarian and you're not taking the right supplements, you could be deficient. But other than that, is it just is it kind of when you see a B12 deficiency, you're assuming some form of disease? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking so that the stomach, there's, there's uh, some kind of gastritis, some kind of chronic, uh, you know, they're either not producing enough yeah. acid. Remember, it was acid and pepsin. Oh, so yeah. if they're not producing enough acid, uh, uh, acid because they're a they're hypohydric, yeah, i.e. not enough acid. That can make, an, make a difference, or they're on a meprazole, which reduces acid, or their, or their, or their stomach is just like unhappy, it's inflamed, the you know, and they're not producing enough pepsin because the the, the, the tissue is, is 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 inflamed and unhappy, or pancreas. There's so many dogs with pancreatitis now. But yeah. What if they have? What if they haven't got frank pancreatitis? And so I dreamt up this week, last week. What about a lazy liver syndrome? Lazy liver lazy pancreas syndrome where they, they they haven't got a perfect pancreas they haven't got uh, epi or pancreatitis acute or chronic but it's just there and it yeah. isn't doing it isn't and therefore they're not producing enough uh, pancreatic protease therefore the b12 is not being cleaved from the r protein from the stomach and therefore can't join on to the, uh, the, the intrinsic factor, their cock full can't be absorbed later on. Yeah? So if your stomach's unhappy, you might have problems with B12. Yeah. If your yeah. pancreas is unhappy, you might have problems with, the B, with B12. And often those two things will go together. So that, I always ask the question, why did dogs, you know, uh, raw-fed dogs who otherwise look absolutely great, 
why are they coming in with B12 deficiency? And to me, the answer would be, you know, uh, it's just <laughs> yeah, their, their stomach would is unhappy. Be. Their their pancreas is unhappy. Prob- maybe from when they were on on on, on um, kibble or you know previous diet yeah. or or maybe C C yeah, definitely hearing about B twelve uh, a bit in raw fed dogs. Like yeah, I mean, it's yeah, clearly yeah. A, th- a big thing in dry fed dogs. I mean, when your consoles are dominated by these recurring good issues in dogs, and it's usually dry fed dogs that have to admit. But in dr- there is definitely raw fed dogs. And somebody said to me as we came, I think Karen said, "Don't forget to mention or ask that raw fed dogs are having this, so that diet will be full of B twelve." And yet still we're seeing that. So it's not like they're off the hook uh, in the old stomach and intestine. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about ingredients? Somebody said, you know, they want to know. And obviously I included this egg. Okay. And I, but I also included a little saying that we put all our eggs in one basket in that there are so many sources of vitamin B12. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, commonly dairy eggs is what we look at. But all of the meats, especially organ meats, yeah. you know, it's going to be in. Fish, Fish. it's going to be in. Okay. Um, shellfish now i want i want to yeah i want to ask you guys because a lot of people will look at a b vitamin mm. as actually a brewer's yeast extract being full of vitamin b now what's your thoughts on that i was definitely of the belief that was the case i don't think it is i looked at this i've been using b12 what? i've been using oh, b12 you looked at the same paper i have no I, way yeah i don't i don't think it contains b12 Okay, the, the only place you get, B, the only thing that makes it are bacteria and archaea, and therefore they're, they're full of, in ruminants, they're full of those. And, you know, uh, copromorphs, uh, they recycle their poos. They, you know, rabbits eat their poos, rabbits. and therefore they, they, they get, it, get it through. Not sure what. Definitely has no B12. Do. Brewers use as a source of B vitamins, but does not contain B12. Yeah. Are you saying it's not even a source of the rest of them, Brent? That would be oh no, it is, it is a source of no, the rest. No, 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 it is a source. Not, oh, yeah, oh, okay. There's a paper on B12. Oh, that's interesting. Some people yeah. talk about B12, yeah. and they talk about yeasts and, and things like that. And actually, it's a misconception. Wow. There's other B vitamins. Yeah, okay. But not. I never would have thought. I didn't even know which ones. But that's interesting. Okay, that's cool. So you can um, you can yeah, get B12 a... from fermented plant foods such as tempeh or seaweed derived fruit. Foods such as nori or lava bread. Lava bread is the delicious, actually, uh, seaweedy porridge that you get in Wales, which is rather good. Okay, listen, Siobhan, th- Siobhan McShane, nutritional yeast contains B12. What is hmm. nutritional yeast? Oh, so nutritional yeast yeah, what's, is something. What's nutritional yeast? It's yeast flakes that taste slightly cheesy that you put on different foods when you are a vegetarian. Like cheesy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> nutritional yeast uh, B12. That's... Hang on. Let me just check this. The most reliable and consistent source of B12 on a vegan diet is a supplement. However, eating foods fortified, uh, such as nutritional yeast, may help. Notably, a mere two teaspoons of nutritional yeast, which is very little because you pile it on, packs up whopping. Uh, three times your RDA of B12. What is it? What is it? Nutritional yeast is just yeast. Flakes of yeast. To type. Yeah, which yeast? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. So that's the interesting. So who wrote that? And was that by, is that a paper? That came or... out of Healthline. Google's excuse for um, health information. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Precisely. And see, I, I looked, because so a, number, a number of resources say this, yeah. but actually if you look at the science papers, they suddenly go, oh no, actually... Okay. 
it's slightly different. It's so sometimes they perpetuate common myths. Saccharomyces so, is called Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Cerevisiae. So that's okay. brewer's yeast. Yeah, exactly. This is something that we need to clear up what? here, guys. Yeah. Okay, hang on there. That's that, brewer's yeast. Brewer's yeast. Oh. Very interesting. Oh, we're getting to the bottom of it live on air. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so Where's I just you? thought it was an interesting point to look at. Yeah, um, look, this is this is verifying. This is 1996. Oh, hang on. Oh, let's take it back. Brewer's yeast is Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Yeah. Brewer's yeast. Uh, so what's mm. nutritional yeast? That's the same one. The Saccharomyces cerevisiae. You said it's the same one. Is, is that okay. what that's Nutritional so yeast. Here we go. It's, uh, it's also known known as nooch. Is a deactivated yeast, often a strain of Saccharomyces cerevisiae. I think, therefore, somebody needs to prove that nutritional yeast actually is a source of B. It's not well, coming up. I'm just looking at this. It it does have some. Uh, B12, 17.6 micrograms. But then the paper that Bredden and I read said it doesn't contain B12. So I think we've got some conflicting information here. Michelle be, Michelle says um, nutritional yeast and brewer's yeast are different. Oh, Michelle, don't do that to me. Uh, well, Wikipedia well, that's says why. Well, tell us yeast. how the difference is. Why are they still naming them both as the same species? Yeah. Yeah. So is there a subspecies that we need to know about interesting right. so michelle we'd love it if you could put up in give the us post. more yeah yeah which, you look at that while we're chatting on about so, uh, guys um, omeprazole is a very common drug that's used in pets you hear about it all the time can you just tell us a little bit about what omeprazole does and would that not have a downstream effect then of this b12 as well as uh it's also set in your biome and whatnot so what's omeprazole do and why just give me a quick bit on that Right. So really interesting. It's a proton pump inhibitor. Okay, so it should, <clears throat> in the majority of people, it will reduce your stomach acid, and in doing that, therefore, as Nick was saying earlier, that would be why it interferes mm. with B twelve oh, yeah. maintenance and and uptake um, down down the line. However, there's interesting papers that suggest that. One of our arguments for not using an antacid or a proton pump inhibitor yeah, in yeah, dogs yeah, and totally. cats is that they don't change the acid significantly, and therefore would it interfere in dogs and cats with the vitamin D uptake, um, or is there another mechanism that would cause that problem? Um, because as Nick has said in the past, this is uh, um, an exponential scale with the pH scale. So literally as you um increase the acidity, I decrease the number, okay, then you know the difference between three and two is a tenfold Ten. difference yeah. compared to the difference between two and one. So you've got to understand that a dog's stomach acid is very much more concentrated than a human normal human stomach acid concentration it also makes it a little bit hard when people say oh there's not much acidity difference between a kibble fed dog at ph three to four mm. and a dog that's uh you know raw fed and is at two to three 
you know, there's oh, that's that's not very far apart. <laughs> it's actually quite ten to a hundred times apart. And many raw dogs are actually even lower than that. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's all about those averages and what other things are fed, etc. But yeah. wow. There we go. I heard the other day that... Oh, the... here we go. Thanks, Siobhan. Siobhan ah, McChain okay. has quickly put a little bit up saying apologies. Oh, apology mm -hmm. accepted. Mm -hmm. Not apology control. accepted. You can there stay. You may stay. Thank you. I was getting worried for a moment. <laughs> the is a heap of different things. Oh, look at that. Paradise. Yeah, these are all the other bits. It's amazing. So, yeah, it's amazing. No B12. So, so therefore, British is no B12. Unless they fortify it. But that's cheating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we've established yeah. now we don't mind a little bit of cheating here and there. <laughs> 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 Where are we on this? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Okay, you, can't yourself. you like your post so much, yeah. you're now going to refer to it in every single week. back to it now, Chris. Terrible because people, <laughs> people hold you to things. They said, but you said six months ago. I was like, I did say that shit. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> in fact, actually, that, that came up with one of your comments on dogs first. So, i.e., oh, yeah. um, with regards to vitamin E, okay, because of the uh, vitamin E that uh, was being supplemented. So, we're talking about vitamins tonight, so I thought I'd refer to this because alpha tocopherol, if you go to excess, can actually be correlated with a decrease in life um, uh, oh, yeah. expectancy yeah. than if you gave a, an appropriate dose. And obviously, then somebody put in how do I supplement vitamin E? And I, I said, we did talk about this back in the show on vitamin E, and we talked about tocotrienols yes, being a better nice. spread mm -hmm. of vitamin E. Um, and that's really important to understand that we were not talking about fortifying just alpha-tepherol. Um, uh, and I actually had a consult uh, with somebody asking about this very thing today, okay? Um, because they have been... Uh, going in and giving loads more vitamin E because they wanted to protect the nerve system and the you know uh, the fats and everything else that they were giving, not realizing that actually they were just giving yeah. one mm. isomer mm. of that. Because that was the one they could make in the lab. They couldn't make the rest of it. They didn't even realize tocotrienols were there. And then they realized how to make them. But there's another two parts of the hormone that they can't get near. So they're mm. still only making a part of it. Uh, I like the wheat germ oil. That's where I am at the moment. I love a bit of wheat uh, germ yeah, oil. Yeah, nuts and seeds. Nuts and, nuts seeds. and seeds. Yeah, for sure. Um, guys, we need to talk about the live mm -hmm. live. We, yeah, this is, this is yeah. we do this live, but we're going to do a real live live. And I'm just going to look at, ah, oh, here we go. And it's on Saturday, the 2nd of December. It's in Manchester. The tickets are still there. Are there, are there still tickets left? Guys. There is tickets. There's tickets and there's also stalls. So like we have we have a few and okay. we are selling well, but we don't push it hard enough. And so no. when the tickets are gone, they're gone. The room is only so big and it's not going to get bigger. So we do want to promote it. Look, it's going to be a bit of crack. It's going to be a Christmas party. And so uh, come one, come all. It's going to be kind of a, a a bit of fun. So we've got lots of little things planned. And I thought we'd just get it all done in one big session on the day and have uh, a few talks and have a bit of fun, a bit of quiz, a bit of interaction, uh, audience participation, a bit of fun, you know, a little bit of a change from the norm. So I thought that would be good fun. And uh, I think uh, Fiona was saying something about uh, a, few, a few stalls at the back, a few vendors at the back. We've already got them half full. So they're flying in. So um, if there's anybody out there interested, you think you're going to fit the kind of all RPM buzz, we would be delighted well, to have you. I think, uh, I think in person sorry. in Manchester, you'll be able to have a chat with us, a bit of fun. There's a 
you know, uh, we're going to have a few drinks towards the end. Yep. We've got a bit of a quiz and mm. entertainment. We're going to get Connor doing his thing on the stage. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Don't say that. That's making give me IBS. I'm not absorbing my B12. Uh, no, I don't like hearing that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. We've got a number of things coming up, but that's going to be good. That'll be the end of the year, kind of end of the show show. So I'm And we're going to do that. lots of Q&A because we always get 300 times more questions than we can ever answer. So we, we can have big Q&A sessions yeah. or we can even just sit down and have a coffee, have a drink together and say what about this what about this what about this you know let's we can talk philosophy we can talk regenerative agriculture we can talk biochemistry brendan might even bring along some of his his molecule molecules mo- yeah. Models. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Molecule display. oh my god be, it's gonna be I'm amazing gonna, i'm gonna say that's gonna be one of the quiz questions i'm gonna put so a molecule down <laughs> on the table and you're gonna say Guess what? <laughs> Your small intestines. Uh, <laughs> um, so in the morning, it's going to be lectures. Uh, they're going to be light lectures, and there's going to be plenty of Q and A's, and we're going to find some nice uh, topics. Maybe we'll put out people. What do you want to hear about? You know, and dun dun dun. Yeah, so yeah. it's fun for you, fun for us. And then yeah. in the afternoon, we're going to have some nutritionally orientated fun. Yes, yeah, a few. I like like the interaction game show vibe. Entertainment. Yeah. Carol Carol Higgs says, not the shorts and nipple measuring, please. Yeah, that neither of those (laughs) things. Actually, dreams, Carol. That's a state of undress you (laughs) don't want to see. Yeah, we could do do nipple (laughs) measuring on the way in, I suppose, and we could do a graph then on the way to see if there's any sort of relationship between where you're from and uh, distance between your nipples, if you wish. Whatever you guys want to if it, if it fits, <laughs> yeah. a, fits a bell, bell distribution. A shape curve. Yeah. Who has the first, most, the furthest apart nipples gets a prize. Okay. <laughs> a prize for the furthest apart nipples. <laughs> and no, no holding them apart, girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys. Come to work. That was Charles' idea, everybody. I'm going to hand you a shovel. And then just advise you to stop. Yeah, <laughs> that was Carol's. Carol Higgs. Carol Higgs. Um, right, cool. Guys, off to uh, Patreon. I was going to tell you the yeah. very boring start of where P12 came from. But no, uh, I, think Patreon, I, I, think, I think I might anyway. We're going to do it on Patreon. Patreon. No, Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Right, so. Cheers, oh, everybody. Guys, it's been so great to see you all. Yeah, uh, what a thanks hate. for your, yeah. joining us. Uh, you know, if you do want to join us over on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash medics. And uh, we'll have tidied ourselves up by that point. Yeah, <laughs> not. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks very much. Uh, we will Amazing. talk to you all soon. Thanks for joining us. Sorry for the delay. And we will see you next week. Amazing. Cheers. See you guys. <laughs>